This morning I have come to share with you our vision, what I feel like the Lord has directed our hearts uh, and our minds and our thoughts toward for this year of 2021. My assignment today is simple, and yet it has far-reaching ramifications, and it has far-reaching implications for each of us. I hope that God will enable me to lay before this congregation what I sense is the Spirit's calling to us in this hour for this time. I believe as it was said of Esther, for such a time as this, you have come to the kingdom. And I believe that we are destined to be a part of something supernatural and sovereign if we so choose to do so. But it is my choice. It is in fact a call that has come over the last few months and it comes to me with a sense of urgency demanding my attention and calling for my response. It has kept me up at night. It has awakened me early in the morning. I believe that not only corporately but individually God wants to speak to this congregation tonight or this morning and it's nothing less than what I sense is His will for this hour for you and I and Greater Life Church. I don't know what others may be doing but I know this is what I sense God calling us to do. It has stirred in my spirit and today I pray that I can convey those feelings in a way that will capture your heart and your spirit. The call that is coming to us today was first heard some 2,000 years ago along the shoreline of that ancient body of water called the Sea of Galilee. It was the scene for many of the teaching uh, ministries of the disciples and the Lord himself. It was the place where many miracles happened and marvelous things were seen of God in that area of the world. But on this particular day, there came a resounding call There came words to men that would prove monumental and pivotal to their lives. And when they received them and when they embraced them and more importantly when they responded and obeyed them, it changed the very trajectory of their life. What had been part and parcel of their life suddenly faded into the background as something greater came into view. The challenge that came to these men was a needed encouragement to say the least. 
For they were men who the Bible says had fished all night and caught no fish. Now, if you're a fisherman, that's frustrating. Amen. And for those of you that don't care, it's still frustrating. Anything that you do all night and it doesn't produce any results has got to be an aggravating and annoying issue. And so these men who had tried and failed and all that they had this morning were empty nets to be washed and cleaned for another day. Jesus was going to speak to them and he was going to send them back out to do what they had previously failed at but with one difference. One difference. Even then, the words that were spoken would be far more than just a call to go back to fish, but a call for a new direction and a new purpose in their life. They needed the power of those words to help lift them and put them in a new position where they could see the work and the will of God for their life beyond what they had ever understood. It came to men who had already heard his call, but they had not fully responded nor surrendered to his call. They were fishermen by trade, and their trade kept calling them back to that old way of life. But soon, Words would be spoken that would change the trajectory of their life and turn them in a complete different direction, something that they could not envision for themselves. This clarion call that wafted over those waves of Galilee pierced their heart and it went down into their mind and their spirit. Its message was very clear. It was unmistakable what Jesus had said to them. But the undertones, the undertones of the meaning beyond which just that moment represented were far greater than they even could imagine. The significance of what he said to them in that moment was a foreshadowing of where God was wanting to take them. The implications of those simple words, of what obedience to those words would open to them. You know, it's amazing what opens to our life when we're willing to be obedient to the Lord. When we can simply say, nevertheless, at thy word. Lord, I don't understand, but if that's what you speak to me, that is what I will do. And so the implications of what that obedience that day was going to open them to was beyond their comprehension and the ideas that it suggested, the counsel and encouragement that it offered, and this is the simple thing that he said to those men. You will find it in Luke chapter 5 and verse number 4. And when he had finished 
speaking. He said to Simon, now. Everybody say now. 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 Go out where it is deeper. Go out where it is deeper. The Good News Translation said, push your boat out farther into the deep water. The New Century Version said, take your boat into the deep waters. It doesn't matter how you translate it. It doesn't matter which version you read. There is one thing that God was calling those men and calling greater life to and that is deeper, 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 further. Yes, what God wants to do in this church and in my life and in your life cannot be accomplished unless I am willing to go deeper. Ah, yes, somebody clap your hands and give him praise right now. You see, it's time for Greater Life Church to move from the shallows and the shoreline into the supernatural. Oh, yes, it's time for you and I to launch out into the deep. And push away from the shallows of mediocrity and reach for something deeper. The great harvest, the great desire that first motivated them to do what they did in the beginning. The fulfillment of that desire would be found in one place and that place was, come on say it out loud deeper the one difference he sent them back but he sent them deeper you see a net breaking experience was deeper a supernatural abundance of fish was deeper not only that but what that deeper experience open to Simon Peter that day was really a revelation of who Jesus was. Because you see, the Lord had already come by and called him, but that call had never really taken effect in Peter's life until that moment. But in that boat, when he's got his hands on that net, trying to pull up that drought of fish that was breaking the net, there came a divine revelation. This isn't just any man. This is Christ. This is the Lord. This is God in flesh working in my life. Amen. The message is deeper. You see an overflow. Everybody say an overflow. An overflow awaits those who are willing to go deeper. Amen. An overflow. Filled nets. But more importantly, filled hearts 
and lives await those who are willing to go deeper. Not only filled hearts, but fulfilled lives. You see all of Peter's lives. He had played his trade as a fisherman and he had become proficient at what he did according to history. He was wealthy or he was very well off at that point because he had become a man of means because of his fishing skill. But God said, oh, Peter, that is not what I have designed and destined for your life. I've got something. I want you to be a fisher of men. And that was just a setup to get you to this place. Could I help somebody understand today that many of the things that have happened in your life up until this moment were a setup to get you to this place where you can find just how powerful and mighty God really is in your life. The difference, everybody say the difference, the difference between frustrated living and fulfilled living is Now, I'm talking to somebody here this morning that that word frustrated perfectly describes your life right now. It doesn't matter what happens, you're not going to be happy. You're frustrated with your spouse. You're frustrated with your job. I'm not sure you're frustrated with yourself yet. You ought to be because that's where the real problem lies. We get frustrated with everybody else, but we never go look in the mirror and say, hey, could it be possible that that guy right there is the one causing me all of my troubles? If I get this guy right, the rest of the people around me probably won't look so bad. Oh, yeah, I'm not messing around. I'm preaching to you right now. But I am talking to somebody here this morning that for the last little bit of your life, it has been one frustrating day after another. God sent me this morning to tell you that the answer to frustration is deeper. It's not pulling back. It's not finding a new love. It's not finding a new direction. It's not finding a new inspiration. It's not looking for another word. The answer to the frustration in your heart, it can be found if I just go deeper in Him, if I just give myself up to Him, and I say, God, this is you. This is your life. Everything I am, everything I hope to be. I'm going to show you. I'm going to tell you what the Lord showed me. Brother Anthony, come here. Now, I don't want you to let this go to your head. Come on up here. I want you to be Jesus. All right, don't let that go to your head now. But he's going to be Jesus. This is what the Lord showed me this week. He said, so many people talk about me in this, these terms. God's with me. The Lord's with me. And so he said, this is how life goes. He's with me. Now, most of my time, I probably can spend focus that he is with me. But, you know, life has some distractions that it throws in your way. And when, when I'm just simply walking with him, 
he keeps walking, and I sometimes get hung up over here. And, oh, the, 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 then I start trying to catch up. But this is what the Lord, he said, this is what I said in my word. You are crucified with me, but when it comes to your relationship with me, come on back up here. I need two more, you guys. Come on, come on, come on, two more, just two more. Now, all three of you are going to be Jesus right now, okay? Now, I know that's going to give you the big head, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to form a circle around me, all right? Put your hands around me. Now, now this is me in Christ. Now, I want you to turn around. And I want you to lean your hands back like that. They're going to join hands. You're going to move that way. And you guys are going to move. When I'm living in Christ, this is how life ought to be. When I'm living in Him, turn around. When I'm living in Him, then my direction is gotten from how He directs. And when I am in Him, when I'm living that way, when I'm not just some some idea of, well, you know, God's with me, but I actually have come to the place where I realize that I'm in Him. I move. I have my being. My very existence is depending on His leadership. He said, if you can ever get to that place in your relationship with me, you can go down. Deeper. That's where we need to go is deeper. We need to get it out of our head. We need to get it into our heart. But more importantly, we need to be in Christ. Because when I am really living in Him, it's amazing how my will, even my wants, to, to, they, they're, they're held in check. Amen. Somebody say deeper. The difference between failure and fruitfulness is deeper. Jesus told the parable about a sower that went out and he sowed seed. I love that story because it teaches some of the most powerful principles there you'll find anywhere. One of them is that the seed has purpose. And the seed has life. And you just need to sow it. And the Lord sowed seed. But the Bible says some fell among stony ground. And it grew. And it flourished for a moment. But then it died away. Why? 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 No. That's what he said. But here's what the scripture said. Because there was no depth. And here's what happens. When you're struggling to survive, all of your energy is spent on surviving, not fruit bearing. When every day you live is scratching and clawing just to stay alive. Why? Because there's no depth to my life. There's too many impediments. There's too many hazards. There's too many things that, that, you know, the truth is all you've got to do is take a little time and dig those rocks up and those roots will go deep. 
but they have never taken the time to get the junk out of their life that is actually hindering what God wants to do in their life and they allow all that stuff to stay and say, well, you know, I, I can handle that. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't, it's not an issue with me. It is an issue when it inhibits my fruitfulness. And the reason some people's lives are not spiritually fruitful is because they're just fighting to survive. I mean, they live from one service to the next, from one word to the next. And, and, and I, I'm not being critical this morning, but the fact is, the reason when, when you are try, simply struggling to survive, all of the energy and resources that should have gone into the branches and out into the leaves that would have produced fruitfulness are spent just trying to beat the elements. Just trying to stay alive. So I'm going to tell you what some of us need to do. We need to get the pickaxe out. We need to get the shovel out. We need to go down into the soil of our own lives and start digging up some of those impediments that have frustrated the purpose of God. They have frustrated the grace of God in our life. They're there and we need to deal with them and move them out of our life so that we can become fruitful in our living for God. Do you know it is sad for me to say this, but there are people that sit on these pews right now that you have not produced any spiritual fruit in your life in a long, long time. And the reason that is so is because you're fighting just to stay alive and the Lord said here's the answer you need to go deeper you're going to have to dig deeper yeah the foundation that stood the test of the storm was the foundation that had been dug deep yeah you don't build on convenience. You don't build just because it looks like it's a great... Man, this is an awesome site for a house. It may be an awesome looking site, but it may not be the best place to build your life. You need to find a place where you can get down to some bedrock. That's what you want because that's an unshakable foundation. And that's what God wants you and I to build on is an unshakable foundation. And on that day, he simply called out to those men and called them into a whole new relationship. On that day, five words changed their lives forever. Launch out into the deep. And Peter went from being a fisher of fish to a fisher of men. James... John, all of those, do you realize, oh, listen to me, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Do you realize the trickle effect that would happen in your life and in your family if just you got it right? Because when Peter got that revelation, that revelation trickled down to his brothers and those around him that were in those boats and they all left their nets and followed him. What would happen today if some men in this church decided, you know what, I'm going to start leading my family instead of letting my family just ramble 
I'm not being mean. I'm just, I'm just preaching, all right? You please, please don't crucify me right now. But if you do, I, I, I know somebody else was crucified because of the things he said too. But what kind of trickle effect would happen if just one person in this section right here and in this section right here and this section and this section, just one person decided I'm going deeper this year. I'm pushing away from the shallow. I'm pushing away from failures. I'm, I'm pushing away from an old way of thinking. I'm pushing away from my old attitude. I'm getting away from all that junk. I'm going to dig some stuff out of my life. I'm going to get rid of some stones of stumbling. Ooh, Jesus have mercy. Ooh. You see, many things seem beyond our reach. Until we launch out. And that's the one thing Jesus could not do. He could round up the fish and get them ready to get in the net. But he could not force those men to respond. It was left up to them. Launch. The word itself indicates effort. There's some things that you're going to have to work to get to. And getting to better most often means work. You know why? Because there's a devil that doesn't want you to get there. Not only that, there's a dysfunctional you that doesn't want you to get there. That loves you being messed up. Loves your mind being messed up. Because it messes a lot of other people up too. Hello? I've told you this before. You and I don't need a devil to be bad. We can be bad all by ourselves. Peace. <laughs> Didn't realize I had no peace. Some of you, peace. Oh, let's get back to my subject deeper. Deeper. Launch, it indicates effort. It implies that I'm going to have to do something before it comes to pass. Now the word shallow, I'm going to hurry. The, shallow, the word shallow is, is not mentioned in our text, but it is inferred because shoreline and shallow go hand in hand. I was curious. I, I know what the definition of shallow is. But I looked it up this morning anyway. Brother Randy, this is what staggered me. It was not the definition. It was the words that were connected to it. These are the words that are connected to shallow. Lack. L-A-C-K. Lack. Not, whether it's enough or whatever, not, meaning a negation of something. Shallow has the word trivial connected to it. Shallow has the word unimportant connected to it. 
Are you getting the idea? Shallow has the word little connected to it. Shallow has the word small. Small is part of its definition. Shallow has the word few. When I got through reading that list of words, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, Now, are those the words that you want associated with defining your life? Do you want those words to describe your relationship with me? Do you only want to know me in that relationship? You see, the reason some want to only know him in that kind of relationship is because they can control the outcome. And I can slip back over here and do that that I probably shouldn't be doing. Then I can come back over here. The secret to everything you and I desire this year can be summed up in one word, and that word is deeper. And I feel and I have sensed the Spirit of God calling this church to that deeper place, deeper commitment, deeper worship, deeper prayer. Deeper walk with me. A deeper understanding of my word. A deeper sense of awe of who I am in your life. A deeper understanding. A deeper service to me. A deeper living. That would be the will of God for my life. But in order to get to deeper, you and I are going to have to overcome some things. Two things in particular. Number one, you're going to have to overcome your own feelings. Peter said, we fished all night. All night. All. Ah, all. A-L. All night. And you're wanting me to go one more time? I'm wanting you to go one more time. But with this difference, I want you to go deeper. Yeah. I know you're tired. I know you failed. I know you've done it before and it didn't work. I know you've made those commitments and you wound up struggling with this. I understand all that stuff's going through your mind and your feelings right now are telling you, I've tried, but that kind of life didn't work for me. You're going to have to overcome those. Number two, you're going to have to override your own thinking because your own thinking can keep you from getting where God wants you to be. Here's a fact. It wasn't, it wasn't revelation. It was a fact. In that part of the world, you did not fish in the daytime because the, the sun, the heat of the sun was so strong, it drove the fish down. The only time the fish would come up and they would come up in great shoals along the lake 
was in the night season when it was cool and those fishermen could get out early in the morning or they could go out in the night and they could, they could throw their nets out just about anywhere and bring fish in. So you, the, the thinking is that's not when you, that you you're not going to find anything right now. You, you, yeah, you can find it. If you go deeper, you can. Yeah, that, that's the problem. We're still trying to think, well, if I just stay around these shallows here. No, 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 no. You're not going to be able to stay in those shallows and, and, and see happen what you want to see happen. Somebody's going to have to erase that out of your mind and say, hey, if it takes me going deeper, then that's where I'm going. I'm going deeper. I'm going deeper. Stand with me, if you will. Hey, amen. Here's what's at stake if we don't. Supernatural things. How else can you describe or define what happened that day? Filled nets, more importantly. Fulfilled dreams. Fulfilled callings. Yeah, he had already come by their way and said, follow me. For whatever reason, they had yet to submit themselves. You see, here's what's at stake. A deeper, closer relationship with Him. A calling to greater ministry. A deeper revelation and understanding of who Jesus really is. And I feel like that's what God is speaking to us today, not just corporately, but individually. There is a call that's coming from the realm of the Spirit that said, come on, deeper, deeper, deeper in your worship. Now listen to me, deeper doesn't mean fanatical. Now some people think that by deeper you just mean people just bizarre. No, I'm not talking about I'm talking about what simply happened that day that they launched out into that deep and when they let down their net what they had not been able to do all night long happened. I wonder what things await Greater Life Church this morning that we have tried perhaps in the past but didn't find fulfillment or fruition. But if we'll go one more time and just go deeper, if we'll just go deeper and let it down, what kind of results are we going to find? Amen. We must, we must, we must a shallow, uncommitted life is a miserable life. There is a kind of safe, convenient, sure, loving living that robs people of greater things. Amen. There are some things that you and I are just not going to see hugging the shore. There are things that we're not going to experience. But this is what I do know. Heaven, heaven is on the side 
of the man or the woman who says, I am going deeper. Heaven is on the side. How do you know that? Because the Word of God confirms that. Amen. They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters or deep waters, these, 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 these see the works of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. If we do not respond, we're going to miss the greatest joy and the greatest blessing that could ever come to our life by simply going deeper, deeper. What is he calling you to this morning? A deeper sense of your commitment to him, a deeper place of prayer, a deeper place of worship, spiritual growth, commitment, connections, the list goes on and on and on. But I will tell you this this morning, we are being called, we are being called to a pure venture into the deep. And God's looking for somebody that's got enough boldness and enough courage to say, Lord, nevertheless, at thy word. Oh, yes. And here's what I want you to understand about God. When you say nevertheless, it will never be less. When you take that step and you decide, you know what, I'm, I'm all in. Here's all of me. I don't want God just to be with me. I want to be in Christ. I want my movements dictated by Him. I want my will determined by Him. When I come to that place in my life, then I can understand this, that when I put myself out there and say, God, nevertheless, you can hear heaven echo from the other side and say, hey, I promise you it will never be less when you commit yourself to me. And so I'm asking today, are you ready to go deeper? Are you willing to go deeper? Come on. I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to ask you. You know what the Lord's talking to you about right now. Yes. Wait in. Come on, wait in. Wait in. Get down where you can swim in it. Yes, Lord. A deeper, a deeper, a deeper walk. A deeper relationship. Be a willing vessel. 